Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for tuning in today. And I've got Haley and Maddie, my editorial colleagues here at Cuisine at Home, and we are going to talk about something very exciting. Uh, we, uh, well, in podcast land, it launched yesterday, but in reality, it's launching next week because we're recording this a week in advance. Um, we are launching our first ever 2020 Must Love Food Cookbook Summit, where we have partnered with several notable cookbook authors who are cooks, bakers, and cocktail mavens. And to um, they have done demo style videos so that you can cook along and be enticed about their uh, recent books that have come out. And so we're just going to tell you a little bit about that today. So thanks for joining me, Maddie and Haley. I think that this is a really great event because, you know, with COVID going on and book tours canceled, this is a great way to bring, I think, probably more people um, to the books than would have otherwise been seen potentially on the tour. And with the video component, you get to do it right along with, and I think that that's really great. Plus being free is just the cherry on the top. Uh, exactly. That was sort of the, the essence in the beginning of the whole kind of spark of idea was that COVID hit and people were not um, doing any book tours. And so we wanted to provide a platform um, for our readers and viewers and listeners um, to provide good, solid content that is out there um, from notable authors and experts in the field. Um, and um, as um, Haley indicated, it is a on-demand, live, free summit that will live on our website. And all you have to do is, is register and um, you can come back anytime and listen to it. Um, or watch it, cook along with it. And um, there's a giveaway that um, is good for the first you know, 30 days of the event. You can um, enter in to win a chance to win cookbooks. And um, yeah, like I said, you can come back quite anytime. Cool. And quite a bit of them. It's not just one cookbook, it's oh, like 13. Yes, um, every author is provided cookbooks and we are providing a cuisine at home must love food. Well, speaking of must love food, Maddie here did a video from Feel Good Foods. It's a book that we have available through Amazon. And she also did a cocktail from Garden Fresh Meals for Two, which you can buy through our website. I think that I was- I it's on Amazon as well. Is it? Okay. So anyhow, we have um, multiple authors, um, as we'd said, and we can go through them, or some of them. Um, Aliza Green, she is uh, she is a relaunch of a book called Starting with Ingredients. It's It was a, a book that's been cut down, I think it, I don't remember when it came out years ago, but, um, but the best part is kind of the subhead of the title, 100 Delicious Ways to Make Use of What You've Got. So in this time of substitution and using up everything and trying to just be smart about when you go to the store or using what you have on hand or being creative. She, um, she's a chef, a cookbook author, and she leads in, in non-COVID times, international culinary tours. Uh, she's made um, cheddar cheese biscuits. And she did a very nice job of, from start to finish of showing you how to make that. And uh, I'm interested in the book itself. Um, I know she's she's worked on a lot of different books over over her life, and she's worked in multiple uh, kitchens. And so I, you saw that video as well, 
uh, I did. Yep. It was fun to watch. Uh, and she, uh, she's very entertaining. So, and I, I don't think I knew what her book was. I'm not sure if she mentioned it in her video or not. Probably she did. At the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, but that sounds very cool. Yes. I'm all for uh, using up all the random things you have in your house. Well, yeah. also you don't even know what's going to be at the store anymore. So it's kind of like, if you've got it at home, put it to use. Yep. Yep. Well, and she also, she used pastry flour, but she gave substitutions for that. She talked about, um, uh, I think she didn't have buttermilk. And so I think she used yogurt, I think, if memory serves me. It wasn't yep, yogurt, I it was believe. sour cream. Yeah. It was one of the two. Yep. Um, and uh, I, I had talked to her initially. Um, she was hesitant on the technology component because one of the things is um, these were videos that were home done by all of the authors and they sent them to us and we um, helped some with more editing than others, but really it was done by them. And uh, she did a very nice job with her technology. And so I was happy to have her join the, the ranks of this summit. And uh, I was definitely one that I would check out, um, yeah. And I'd be interested in really looking through the book because we have not, I have not seen the book yet. And uh, next up was Andy's husband's. His book is The Smoke Shop's Backyard Barbecue. He did a rub, ribs, and he did um, spare ribs, uh, which he then cut down um, into St. Louis style ribs. And he did a barbecue sauce, a bare bones barbecue sauce and a, a Tanya's Macon mule. Peach, and, basil, and bourbon. I wrote that <laughs> down because it sounded so good. It did. I think it's a, a cocktail we might want to consider making for uh, cocktails with cuisine on Fridays. That's what yes, I was Yes, make our own version of it. Yes. For sure. Um, you can never go wrong with a meal in the summertime. Exactly. Well, in the it was really, it was the simple syrup that he made because I think they cooked fresh peaches with... Um, basil and sugar and water, right? And then yeah. just kind of infused the flavors, strained it, and then um, used that simple syrup to make the cocktail. Well, and he, I don't want to give too much away, but he does something cool with the spice rub on the yes. rest that yeah. you will want to kind of look into. Totally. Yeah. He's gotten a lot of press. Um, he knows what he's doing in the barbecue field. Mm -hmm. um, and well, we have another one. I'm going to take it out of sequence here. We do have another... Um, barbecue expert. We have not gotten his video in yet, but we'll just say Stephen Reichlin is somebody who knows his way around a smoker and a grill and a barbecue. So you will be listening to it a day after uh, launch. Uh, we're excited to see his, his video because as we said, he certainly knows what he's doing. And I believe his, um, his uh, video, his recipe is from his Project Smoke uh, cookbook, which is something we featured. We featured recipes from that cookbook uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, I think we featured Project Fire. Wasn't that it? I Yep. Project oh, Fire, I think. Maybe that's what that is. Maybe <laughs> it's not Project Smoke. Excuse me. Um, but the man has many books. He does. And, uh, and then his most recent is the um, Brisket Chronicles. And um, they chose not to do a recipe from that just because the cuts of meat are a little harder to find, especially in times like, like these where uh, not everything is, is available. But uh, I would definitely check it out. Stephen Reichlin has written over 30 books. He's won numerous awards, James Beard Awards, um, IACP, Julia Child Awards. Um, you know, he's got PBS shows. So 
Anyhow. Well, and we, he's been to our offices also, so we can talk to him. And he's a very nice man. And I think everyone on staff has learned a lot from his books that we have in our library. We have. I, and I think he's just a solid resource. If yes. we ever come across grilling or smoking or, you know, pretty much anything, Stephen Reichlin is one that you can definitely count on. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. Planet Barbecue, wasn't that sort of the pivotal, um, pivotal uh, cookbook that he wrote? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I think you're right about that. Moving right along, Anne-Marie Ahern was somebody I um, I just love her book. I, and I just thumbed through it. She, is, she has written Modern Country Cooking. And she has a cooking school in Maine called Salt Water Farm. And she makes three recipes in her video. Cast iron frittata, a um, salad made with a mortar and pestle. Um, she makes a vinaigrette with that. And then she does a... Galette. So she's making uh, dough and she makes a blueberry galette. And it's just an enjoyable video to watch. She's obviously, I think, a teacher because you can see that in that's what she does. She's a she has a cooking yeah. school. And so she she does that. I believe she grew up in um, in the Midwest, um, perhaps. Was Wisconsin? it Wisconsin? It sounds familiar. Feels like and I that's think she, ringing a bell. Mm -hmm, and I think she went to Maine every summer. And um, she uh, and then was in, I believe, uh, went to culinary school in New York and uh, and then worked for Dan Barber. And um, I believe I want to say Tom Colicchio, but that that could be wrong. I'm not sure. And uh, I know she worked internationally and um yeah, so she does kind of classic basic cooking, but done very well. It's very simple, um, but I love but, that about it. it yeah, you know, it's you can tell just by how she's making the food that the recipes are all very flavorful, but they're not complicated. And it's approachable. A lot of people can relate that you know, if cooking isn't your forte and you just want good food, take a little bit, and it's amazing what some ingredients can do to really bring out flavors flavors of the others. You're so right. Yes. Um, okay. Alphabetically, next is Emily. Um, I hope I don't get the name wrong. Vic Gray. Uh, and she's written a book. Um, she was in somebody else I was very inspired by, Camp Cocktails. And this is a woman who grew up in Duluth, uh, Minnesota, and ended up, uh, made her way to the East Coast. And I believe she was a uh, food editor there. Uh, worked in the kind of food business, has written for publications like Lucky Peach and whatnot. And I believe it was on a trip back to Duluth with her husband. And um, they saw a building that was, uh, they thought would, would be a good uh, distillery. And um, four months later, uh, not really thinking that it was for them at all, but four months later, they owned the building and started a distillery that has become um, quite successful and um, highly touted. It's won many awards. And uh, this is her cookbook, and it's kind of a marriage of her love of outdoors uh, with cocktails. And so she loves to camp. She loves, and her book is is broken down into how you can do different types of camping, whether it's like a backpack camping or if it's car camping or if you want to make a flask cocktail or um, and how to uh, keep things cold or transport it. And um, 
So uh, I think it's just such a cool idea, and I love it's so definitely. Personal. Well, and I also think I'm not a big camper myself, but I can translate her ideas into a different application. Alfresco. You know? Exactly. Or even, you know, if you're going for a road trip and maybe you're sitting in the back seat and you could maybe enjoy a cocktail. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. that's not a great example. <laughs> but um, I'm sure there are many other on-the-go applications that are not camping that these recipes can be applied to. Yes. Or camping in your backyard. Yeah, I mean, that's true. <laughs> right. You need something to warm up. Yes. Uh, and one she makes that I loved, it was really cute. It was, she makes a dandelion um, simple syrup. And um, she does, and then she makes the cocktail with, and she makes a bee's knees, which is something that we made, Maddie, you, you myself, and um, Logan, last year when Logan, who uh, works for our uh, brother publication, Woodsmith Magazine, he brought in um, honey that he had harvested from his bees, and he, right. he gave it to a whole bunch of people, and so... He was a guest on Cuisine, or sorry, Cocktails with Cuisine, and we did Shaken Bee's Knees, um, we, and we used uh, jam jars because we didn't have uh, shakers. And that's one of the other things that Emily talks about, that if you don't have a flask or you don't have a cocktail shaker, use, you know, like an algae bottle or something uh, gets Portable. into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, Ooh, dandelion, so, huh? Never have tried yeah. that with a simple syrup. Yeah, just yeah. make sure you don't treat your yard. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Good point. <laughs> don't want those extra chemicals. Yeah, don't need that. Um, have dandelions in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could also eat the greens in your um, in your salad. <laughs> um, a video that I really loved, and I, I know that there are people uh, um, who follow a vegan lifestyle. I do not, um, though I do, um, I do try to eat... Uh, primarily plant-based or, or mostly plant-based, I should say. But uh, Jackie Soban, who um, has, I think this is her third cookbook. She, her book is Vegan Yak Attack Plant-Based Meal Prep. Uh, she does a spicy jackfruit salad and um, shows how to cook the jackfruit and makes um, a vinaigrette. And um, she just did a lovely, very natural on camera and... Um, uh, one of the things that I like too, she said, I think in the very beginning, I think this came from her lunch chapter. I think, um, I want to say it was one of the early chapters. I think she mentioned in her video that, um, she gives, um, like meal ideas because it is a meal prep thing for, if you want to sort of dabble for beginners who are trying to maybe adopt this lifestyle or just try it sometime, uh, some simple recipes that you could rotate and make and, I thought that was great too. Yeah. I I also don't follow a vegan diet, but she was very inspiring and made it seem approachable if that's something that you're considering. Yeah. Well, and a jackfruit is humongo. Yeah. So you've got plenty <laughs> of protein to be spread throughout the week. <laughs> well, actually, that's an interesting point you make. There's not surprisingly, jackfruit does not have a lot of protein in it. Oh. What it what it is is it's um, I think it's the um, texture of it that it it simulates sort of a meatiness. Totally. So she did add seeds in uh, because she to get that protein in um, to the 
kind of your meal. But uh, she does mention that. And I thought the same thing originally, because it is, we've heard, um, at least us at Cuisine, that jackfruit is definitely a very popular meal substitute or meat substitute for if you follow a vegan diet. But um, it's not, it's more textural versus... Um, it has uh, a nice, satisfying chew. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but as you said, they are very big. I believe she used canned oh. jackfruit, which you she can did. buy. Yes. There's there's canned and there's also... Um, like, Those aseptic packages. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. And so another... Um, author from kind of the mindful category who did some baking um, was Jennifer Tyler Lee, who wrote the book Half the Sugar, All the Love. And she makes double chocolate brownies. And they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Um, and uh, Haley, you, why don't you tell Okay, <laughs> I'm going to talk about this because Half the sugar, all the love. I'm like, BS. I want all the sugar. Like, how is this thing even going to be good? But when I watched her video, video, I was impressed. I was like, dang, I would try these brownies in a heartbeat. I loved um, some of her secret ingredients. I don't want to give away too much, so I won't say them. Um, but I loved what she's doing to sort of replace the sugar and also add fiber to the brownies. Um, in a way that I think is approachable and still sounds good. It sounds appetizing. One of her big things from what uh, we read is that uh, she utilizes fresh fruits, uh, maybe not always fresh, but fruits and vegetables as um, sort of the source of the sugar or some of the source of the sugar so that you are um, not just getting, yes, natural, and you're not just getting sugar, you're also getting fiber and other healthful uh, things in your um, uh, goods that you're making. Are yep. these the, are, okay, I mean, I think when we all hear less sugar brownies, I don't know about you guys, but I always think of those black bean brownies that people were like going gangbusters for like years ago. Is that it's, one of the ingredients? No. <laughs> it's not, but it's, it's, it's not. along those lines, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, and it, it's not really about substituting um, one sugar for another because, like she says in her video, it's all sugar. So your body sort of handles it as is, but it, she wants to cut down the amount used so in the recipe. Cutting down the amount and then upping some of the other beneficial things that you can get um, by substituting with some other products. And she does have a sugar. I think she is, I want to say it's maple syrup. Isn't that right? It does is she, maple syrup. Yeah. She has a maple syrup, which is, is sweeter than sugar. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, you can use less, but she's got some other things going in there. And, um, but you know, as, as a nation, we definitely eat a lot of sugar and it's something that a lot of people are very mindful of. And, um, so I think it's something to consider and, um, totally. definitely. Um, so I'm going to jump to, um, Monica Stevens Lee, Lay, excuse me. Um, she uh, did a video, and her book is Clean Paleo Real Life. And she did a video of a Thai chicken salad with spicy cashew dressing. And um, it was so colorful and fresh. And um, 
She uses rotisserie chicken, which makes it that much easier, as she talks about. But you can certainly, you know, cook up your own and and all of that. But um, uh, she did a blender um, dressing that uh, I love because it's quick and easy. And um, yes, yeah, yep, I all think of those. We did a cashew dressing one time. Was it a creamy parm or something? Was it a Caesar? Maybe. Caesar. Oh, we'd worked on that article together. Yes. Yeah. We did. Yes. Yes. And I was, you know, I mean, it's amazing. Like I had never had a cashew based dressing and it, yep. they're pretty Me neither, but I love cashews. They're my favorite. Oh nut. yeah. Well, and, um, this is not vegan, but in a vegan diet, uh, cashew cream is something that is used a lot as a substitute for cream and, um, or as, you know, in dressings and things Different like that. Dairy. So, Right. And that was the, I think the whole impetus of that article that we did was cashew cream and, um, and cashew milk, and then turned it into, uh, the, um, dressing. Yes. Yes. Um, so then I'm going to jump, uh, because together we have two chefs. This was really cool. Um, because of, um, COVID and, um, people not dining out, there were multiple chefs and I, I don't know the number in Nashville. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it, I don't know who originated the idea, if it was, um, the Nashville, uh, visitor and convention group, or if it was chefs who came together, or if it was a partnership, but, um, there are a lot of great restaurants in Nashville. I actually, um, was lucky enough to go on a press trip there last fall and um, can attest to the quality of the, the culinary scene in Nashville and, um, and among other things that that city has to offer. But um, because people couldn't get out, the chefs came together and created a free downloadable um, cookbook called Recipe Notes, A Taste of Music City. And um, so two of the chefs who were featured or have recipes in that cookbook um, are Jim Hagee and um, Nina Singto, um, pardon for the pronunciation. And Jim is making honey butter chicken and Nina is making drunken noodles. And so everybody who, I mean, I would definitely check out their videos. Um, if you, you know, Nashville is known for their chicken and this is, they like a spicy chicken. This is a different take on it. Um, and, um, and Nina has, uh, got, uh, like I said, drunken noodles, um, a very, it looks like a very flavorful dish and, um, but go on and you too can download the, uh, the cookbook for yourself there. Uh, as I said, there are multiple recipes and multiple, uh, restaurants that are featured, um, in, um, in the, in the cookbook that is free. All you have to do is download it and, and it's yours. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I love Dunkin' Noodles, and she definitely made it um, look really easy and simple to throw together any night of the week. And I love me a chicken tender. It's in my top five favorite <laughs> foods. So, I mean, I'll probably have to try those. Yeah, well, and he um, shows you how to um, prep the chicken, which I really like. But he talks about doing sort of like a flash fry and then finishing it in the, um, in the oven. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's nice, if, especially, I think, if you're doing a lot. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? Well, it's kind of like um, Belgian fries. Yes. You know? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. 
moving along. I'm trying to move along here. Um, ah, Joys of Baking. Samantha Sevenaratna. <laughs> I think I got that mouthful. right. <laughs> it yeah. is a mouthful. She, oh my gosh, her video is beautiful. It really uh, is. She did a lovely job. And um, she is a, I believe, a former editor with Martha Stewart, who um, uh, has the and has written the book, The Joys of Baking. And uh, she is sharing her nectaring galette with sour cherry jam. And um, yeah. And uh, that she made a homemade sour cherry jam with some, I think she used frozen, but fresh or frozen would work. I think they were frozen that she, they were fresh that she, cause she talks about how every year she buys the fresh, as many fresh, Cherries and freezes them to have on hand. them and freezes them. Yes. Okay. All right. So they, well, I guess they're all fresh at some point. Yes. <laughs> and she makes a food processor dough. She, I love her, how she shares how to do this. The, um, she uses a bench scraper and she's got a big um, container of flour and she lifts um, with her bench scraper, sprinkles it into her cup and then just uh, wipes across the top to level it off for measuring flour. So she yep. shows you how to measure flour, which is that great. That is and, nice. And I would say all of these um, authors and um, uh, in their demos, they shared a lot of great tips with um, the content that they were presenting, which was fabulous. I agree. Um, yeah, oh, here's another to choose from. Another one of your favorites, Haley uh, Stephanie uh, Laska, Dirty Lazy Keto. She, she was so fun. She yeah. had so much energy. And I actually had, after watching that video, recommended her to my neighbor who tries to follow the keto diet. Does she? Um, yes, she does. And, you know, I don't follow any specific diets, but all of the people I think who have these special diets that they follow, they did a great job. Um, and I love how Stephanie makes it easy with so many different substitutions for different ingredients um, to make it work for you. I agree. Um, well, and, and just her story too, of, of her struggles and how she just, she was like, I'm not perfect. This is, this is lazy. It's, and, and I like that approach to, to anything in life that, oh, definitely. Um, that's why one of the, our boss, one of his sayings, and I, I actually just saw it posted the other day, progress, not perfection. Um, and, um, and that's the whole idea. That. Yep. just just keep at it and she had a full-time job had a family and she just um employed some things that worked for her and um so yeah I think it's um I loved I would love to try her recipe mm -hmm. uh Winnie was another one that we really loved too Winnie Moranville who actually is a local um food writer and editor um here in Des Moines um Iowa, and she's written the Little Women Cookbook, and she does, I'm going to just call them Hannah's Turnovers, um, and, um, but uh, you, I know, again, you, I know you really love this, and so did I. She does kind of uh, a lot of research for her recipes, historical recipe research, which is yeah. very cool. I know. I didn't know that about her, even though she is local. Um, yes, it's Civil War era they came from, well, Civil War, but they were historical. And she did a lot of research into kind of what would have been Used made at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yes. And then she had to modify them to a kind of a current. Well, and she shares in the video. It's really it was adorable. She shared some pictures of actually some products, but also um, some uh, a recipe that she found in a cookbook that I believe was mentioned in um, Louisa May Alcott's book or memoir or something that it was a book that she used in her life. And there was a turnover recipe in it, which had almost no information, none at all. And like no amounts. Um, I, it's very hard to explain, but it's, it's very interesting to see how recipes were written way back when and the level of knowledge that they were assumed you had to make something. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure back back in the day, you know, more people were cooking at home and the recipes were passed down, you know, you know, from family to family. And yes, and amounts were not specific because it had to do with how things felt in your hand. Right. You know, right. or um, how um, and you're making for. Exactly. Right. And I think that's so fun. You know, she, the little recipe she did show, I was like, well, I don't know if I would be able to make anything out of this. You know, and I have a right. lot of knowledge. Yes. Um, but, so she's tested them and she so she converted something that was the spark of an idea based on the book because Hannah made these every day for the girls to to keep like keep their hands warm. These turnovers they had basically every morning. And um, so she used that idea. And then based on the book that she found, that was a cookbook that um, Louisa May Alcott had uh, referenced. Uh, she then developed a recipe um, and is in part of her Little Women, the Little Women cookbook. Um, and um, two more to note. Um, as we mentioned, we are, um, this officially launches uh, yesterday, <laughs> but it's next week. And Brian Ford, his new cookbook, New World Sourdough, just dropped recently. And he has been extremely busy and um He's been promoting his book and he's been involved in a lot of um, good causes and um, been very busy. So we are waiting for his video, um, but we are excited and we know that you will be excited to see it uh, probably as much as we are. And um, his realm is uh, sourdough and um, all things sourdough. So, um, well, and with as many people making sourdough and uh, bread yeah. in general right now, I'm sure he's got some pointers that can help help you if you need yeah. a little yes nudge in the right direction right it's definitely a book that i want to to check out and our um our very own madeline benjen here who's <laughs> here today <laughs> uh did two recipes from two books feel good food and garden fresh meals for two and uh do you want to just tell us a little bit about what you made sure uh <laughs> yes i did do a video Probably not, you know, it, it's done. We'll say oh, that. Oh, uh, Natty, you always do a lovely job. Uh, there but some these are little hiccups. Oh, these are two recipes that you did develop. Correct. Yes. So I started with the Feel Good Food book. And if you check out that book, like Pam said, it is available on Amazon. It is actually the cover shot. So it is a steak and quinoa bowl, and it's, you know, pretty darn tasty. It uses some fresh ingredients and some steak, which you can never go wrong with. Um, all tossed together and one delicious bowl. And the book itself is um, kind of mindful eating. It's supposed to be food that, um, it, our take on what makes you feel good, not comfort food, more kind of healthy or nutritious. 
Totally. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I think everyone wants recipes that are healthier, but not necessarily too extreme. Because I think whenever someone hears like healthy food, they have the connotation that it doesn't isn't very flavorful. And the reasoning behind this book is you can eat healthy and not sacrifice flavor. Well, and I was the lucky recipient of some of that salad when you shot that video, and I really enjoyed eating it. The little okay. spicy sweet potato bites were delicious. Same here. I forgot. Um, I think I asked you, uh, what is it, a little cayenne on the sweet potatoes? Yep. So it's yeah. tossed with a little cayenne and then uh, roasted along with some cabbage. And I think it's a balsamic kind of dressing that everything is tossed in. It was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Garden Fresh Meals for Two is where the other uh, recipe came from. And that book, I'll just kind of give a preview, is basically Garden Fresh. So it's the idea is that you're kind of cooking from your garden, whether that's your own garden, which a lot of people are gardening this year. So it might be. I've been eating out of my own garden this year, which has been exciting since I haven't gardened in a while. Uh, I had some arugula and basil on a caprese salad last night um, on a bed of arugula. Sorry, I digress. But um, uh, so, yes. Yeah, so uh, or if you, you know, have a CSA or you're going to a um, farmer's a farmer. market. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyhow, so it was garden fresh meals and for two, um, these recipes are easily doubled if you want to do that. But, um, but you, uh, graced us with a cocktail since it's a kind yes. of a cooking thing. <laughs> and it's actually kind of a unique one that maybe not everyone has had. It's a shrub. Um, and Haley kind of introduced me to a shrub a couple years ago. I had never had one. So that was kind of my inspiration behind it. It was a plum and cherry um, shrub. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like macerate the fruit and some sugar and vinegar and, and some of the lemon peel. Let that sit for 48 hours so it can really develop the flavors. Um, it, is it is vinegary, but once you strain everything out, you top it with some club soda. And I find it pretty refreshing. Oh, and don't My forget the booze. <laughs> my mouth is actually already watering like it, it's because it's tart and it's crisp and really refreshing and perfect for a hot summer day well I was gonna say we got to sample some of that the other day too when uh, <laughs> when you made that video um, and that's one of the things about a shrub it's it's kind of agrodolce so it's sort of sweet and sour um, I you know it's funny because I think the first time I had a shrub was probably when Haley had made one years ago, and it was uh, before I ever had kombucha, which I don't, I'm curious of the similarities or the differences between them. Now, I know there's no vinegar added to kombucha. It's just natural fermentation. So it does sort of have a similar, similar flavor now that you say yeah. that. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, I mean, I guess kombucha is done sort of like a natural style of making sauerkraut where you are naturally fermenting something. But if you do like a quick pickle, you add vinegar. So it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I kind of see that with a shrub and, um, and you can make it non-alcoholic if you want, but totally. why? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it easily doubles. And um, yeah, I mean, shrubs have become kind of popular. Um, I think it was a great choice, Maddie. And I'm, uh, mm -hmm. I'm really uh, happy that you did uh, both of those recipes from both of those books. And uh, uh, so I think uh, people 
will uh, get a taste for what's in those uh, those two books that we have. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. The summit was uh, a, has been a lot of work for us, but um, it, we are you know excited to launch this, um, and uh, it is on demand and it is a free virtual event. And um, so sign up, come back, cook along. Um, and uh, hopefully it's something that we will, um, this will be the first of many summits that we're able to offer um, to you know, our readers and, and viewers and uh, listeners. Anything else, girls? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great event. Um, it, it was, Kind of, it was a lot of work, like Pam says, just because of all the unknowns. And I mean, we've always kind of been starting to feature cookbooks. So it, it was just fitting that we had these different people we could reach out to see, hey, is this something you guys would be interested? And we were so amazed with the turnout that a lot of people actually wanted to participate. And that just is so rewarding, I think. I really do think that um, anyone who signs up is not going to be disappointed. This is a, an amazing yes. product here. And, and we as editors, I mean, we're, we're happy and glad and excited to be able to provide a platform um, to these authors who are, um, you know, experts in their, in their fields and, um, and to be able to provide content for, for everyone that uh, hopefully that it resonates with them. So um, anyway, uh, check it out. It's uh, Must Love Food, uh, our 2020 Must Love Food Cookbook Summit. And uh, you can find it on our website at cuisineathome.com. Check it, our website for uh, other recipes and inspiration and uh, follow us on all the social media platforms. Come back next week when we've got more uh, food talk for you at Must Love Food. Thanks for listening. Bye. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.